0: Message to the people. You decide which world you want to live in. My dear beloved individual, as you might have realized looking back at these turbulent and pathologically dynamic past two years, society is by no stretch of the imagination any longer what it used to be not a too long while ago. What has transpired in your life in the last 12 months or more? You've probably lost a close relative or an old friend. Or a couple of friends. Perhaps you lost your valuable job, had to close down your precious business, you found yourself like so many others in a destroyed relationship between you and your partner, kids, colleagues. Maybe you eventually found yourself sitting in the corner, miserable and resentful beyond even your own comprehension, cursing on the cruel world and the malevolent citizens of the planet. Well, Obviously, you can never blame literally every single human being for the suffering and pain that you and everyone else had to encounter. Although, often enough, that seems to be the only right thing that is left to do. And perhaps if it doesn't mean cursing on literally every single human being walking the planet, then how about at least appointing a group of people to throw all the blame at? I mean, it doesn't require much computational skill, to detect the wide array of devastating consequences the pandemic had unmistakably led to. All these beautiful lives, lost, which could clearly all have been prevented. Or at least, so they say, if only everyone had been more compliant. If only all these stupid, barbarous, egoistic, narcissistic, right-wing conspiracy theorists had been able to put aside their malevolent, cruel ego... And simply follow the damn rules and comply and abstain from questioning the narrative, then all these catastrophic lockdowns and restrictions could have been avoided, right? I mean, we would n- we would have never ended up in this appalling and tragic situation which we're currently finding ourselves in, if it weren't for all these formidably ferocious anti-vaxxers and COVID deniers, right? All these millions of children, they would have never gotten the urgent need of psychological help of which we are seeing an epidemic if it weren't for these ideologically possessed, reckless animals who are putting everyone at an increased risk of suffering all these consequences, you name them. It's all their fault, isn't it? It's their fault that we experience a devastating economic crisis right now which might entail consequences terrible enough and of sufficiently high magnitude that it might accompany us for another frighteningly long period of time. Without any doubt, it's those people to blame for the disastrous collateral damage which we are and will be faced with in the aftermath of the worst days of the pandemic. Right? They are conclusively, unmistakably, and unequivocally a dangerous enemy of the state that has to be disposed of. If this horrendous, frightening, conspiratorial minority with distinct anti-Semitic and fascist proclivities that heavily impedes and is responsible for continuing to withhold the reinstatement of your freedoms and rights which have been pulled from you not by the state, clearly, but because of that same radical, frightening, and dangerous, malicious minority. Right? And so now what? How are we now to deal with these creatures after having conclusively and fundamentally condemned them due to their eminent non-acceptance and repudiation by society, as well as the apparent and self-evident danger they pose to everyone else by the fact of the mere existence and the existence of their viewpoints thought crime you might say on which grounds would it be justifiable to implement legal force and laws that would allow the state to punish them that's a good question maybe to force to pressure and coerce them into to believing, saying, and doing something which they might oppose, detest, or despise. What else is left? To deny entry into stores and supermarkets? And to refuse their equal and fair participation in social life? Oh! Sorry, that has already been implemented, at least here in Germany, as far as I can tell. So, the logical continuation of the preposterous argument, which I try to delineate to the best of my abilities, is essentially this. If we have identified a group, which we decide, for ideological reasons, to label as the ultimate enemy of the state, then what is the right way to proceed with these sorts of people? I mean, clearly, many see them as vicious, reckless monsters. And thus, obviously, only brutal punishment and forceful, oppressive torture... Seem to be appropriate, perhaps even favorable solutions in this situation. So is that what you have been thinking about most recently? Did I accurately enough reflect, reflect the train of thought which accompanied you increasingly over the past months in particular? Well, let me now try to carefully elucidate my beloved unknown individual why this is probably something That you should urgently attempt not to give one second of thought to anymore from now on and never again. Everyone who still refuses to realize the historically extremely dangerous potential of doing exactly that, of declaring a group as an enemy of the state and who furthermore continuously declines the current urgent need for applying historical awareness, either chooses willingly or unwillingly, probably due to the prevailing expansion and rapid proliferation of the mass formation psychosis, to either stay blind to the seriousness of this reality or has actually become convinced of that narrative and supports the underlying pernicious and appalling ideology of collectivist thinking, which we know, has many times historically led to the manifestation of what everyone would consider to be virtually equivalent to hell. And that's definitely not a good route that you should be going down or that we as a society should be going down. The reasons are so starkly self-evident. The reason is that even if we presume that there is no absolute morality, And there might be a reasonable argument made for this statement. We actually at least greatly agree on what constitutes ultimate evil or hell, if you will. It's the reason we study history in the first place. And why we are all so deeply appalled by the mind-bogglingly horrifying events that came to pass in the course of the 20th century that we all came to mutual agreement that this is undisputably something which should never, ever, at any cost, ever repeat itself ever again in any way, shape, or form. One or another doesn't matter in the least. It's beyond any discussion that we should be never going in that direction ever again and that we should be as attentive and careful as it is humanly possible to recognize quickly enough, if our society even begins to slightly tilt into that direction. And before someone will try to strawman my argument and put words into my mouth which I never said, let me clarify one thing. I never claimed and never tried to make the argument that we to any extent experience similar things right now that have happened back then in Nazi Germany, Mao's China, Soviet Union or right now in North Korea. I'm not even trying to draw a line of comparison between the events back then and now. Yes, that's exactly not the argument that I'm attempting to lay out. And honestly, apart from that, we are not going to come very far if we will try to silence every rational attempt to make some good use of our historical awareness and knowledge and something very useful which we call memory in order to potentially save humanity from tilting too much into a direction which it should be rather not tilting towards. There's clearly no point in bluntly comparing the events between now and then. It's not about that, it's about detecting similar patterns of thinking that constitute the origins of these atrocious events. It's about getting a grasp on the things that were underlying the ideology, which was by itself built on extremely shaky grounds and was exceptionally susceptible to rapid degeneration and thus capable of generating these horrible events that we're all aware of. And then the next step is about appreciating the intrinsically and fundamentally dangerous and malevolent nature of the human being and then to comprehend that it's your, mine, And everyone else's job now to spot even the slightest thing that might remind you of that and remind you not in terms of the events themselves because look, if the events were to repeat themselves that would be too bloody late if you ask me. I am referring to the underlying ideological manifestations and the desperate act of looking out for so-called dangerous minorities to throw all the blame at, is something which we should distance ourselves from as quickly as possible. Unfortunately, is the former an idea, which even many politicians, at least here in Germany, have found comfort in pursuing, which is an awfully bad sign if you ask me, or, again, just simply try to apply some critical and rational thinking, for God's sake, especially when taking into account German history. So declaring a, min- a desired minority as being an enemy of the state on a purely ideological basis and then finding them guilty on- of virtually every single problem that we are currently being faced with, that yields unbelievable potential for incomprehensible evil and that's just another step towards misery and tragedy maybe even malevolence more accurately which we know has taken place historically in which we now absolutely must try to prevent and fight back against with all our might so what's the antidote what's the solution try to work towards something good that's the only way we'll be able to achieve this goal stop looking at every person you're encountering as part of some damn group identity and start seeing people as individuals with their own dignity their own choices their individual opinions which by the way might be just as reasonable as you think of yours because the only difference is that you do not speak with them start talking to people and regarding to them as genuine human beings and individuals who deserve just the same amount of dignity and respect as you do, and who also have the same damn rights to express their opinions just as you do, especially if they dare to challenge the norm and maybe shed some critical light on the dark mess that we have been carrying around for the past few years. I believe that we got it right in the West, that the only appropriate level of analysis is definitely not the group identity, but the individual. Because if we hypothetically decide to divide all the people into all group identities there ever could exist, then what we end up with is the individual as the appropriate category to contemplate. Stop following that totalitarian nonsense. Because you should finally understand that it can all too quickly degenerate into something horrible beyond our ability to comprehend. And we clearly have enough of that happened in the 20th century. So why not trying our best to move away from that evil and closer towards something approximating good? And guess what? It starts with the individual human being. That's why I believe the only way we can get there is to stop that collectivist nonsense and to take individual responsibilities for our lives, and health for that matter. Because we clearly know what happens. That's what I've been trying to say. If we give away our responsibilities, and thereby all of our rights and freedoms because one of them cannot exist without the other, If we give them away to some higher institution and let them decide what is best for us and allow them to execute virtually endless power over our lives and so consider this if mandating to give up freedoms and rights incrementally and essentially to stop viewing those as something that's a fundamental part of human experience but rather something that must be granted access to through some arbitrarily chosen good behavior of some sort if mandating to give up freedom and rights for alleged safety for everyone becomes the norm where is the limit to that? where is that going to stop? and that's exactly again where our historical awareness should come into play it's for you To decide which world you would like to live in. And then to take subsequent action. It's all in your, in my, in our hands. Thank you.